Dateline, Sunday, 2nd of June, 2013. Oh, gee, Grant, you sound a bit out of phase over there. Out of phase? Wasn't that something Rob said last week in the Airplane Geeks? I don't know. Well, I'm in this week. It's episode 251, I think. Oh, maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. Are we that far out of phase? We're always out of phase, folks. Welcome to the Airplane Geeks Australia Desk for episode 251. At least we think it is. And, uh, Grant, we're going to start this week with a bit of uh, local news, local to us right here in Victoria. In fact, uh, the uh, regional city of Bendigo now, of course, you know, I am currently... Uh, uh, property investor in Bendigo, so this interests me a lot. They've got business jets up there now. This could be a good thing. Yes, that'll be just what you need, oh slumdog millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> yes, the new the new slumlord of Bendigo, aka Steve Vischer. Uh, no, the the uh, great new announcement is that uh, MyJet, a uh, charter specialist, operates a lot around Australia, based uh, in Bendigo, have uh, opened a new one and a half million dollar headquarters and fixed base operation, aka FBO, at Bendigo. Airport. They're actually relocating from Essendon. Yeah, now interestingly, of course, uh, long-time listeners will know that we've talked about Melbourne's airport setup before, and Essendon Airport was formerly Melbourne's international airport up until the uh, the early 1970s, and now serves as a regional airport, but it's uh, it's run by a private uh, company, actually predominantly a transport and logistics company, who uh, make it very expensive to operate there, and uh, I wonder that uh, if that's got something to do with this move away from uh, Essendon Airport. There's a lot of prime real estate there, and I'm pretty sure they'd be very happy to close that down uh, long term. So uh, moving up there to the regional city of Bendigo, they've got a great airport up there and uh, it doesn't cost very much at all to operate from there. That's right, mate. Essendon Airport, you could call it the Melbourne Executive Airport. Uh, a lot of business jets operate from there. Uh, we've also got the uh, police air arm, the air ambulance, a uh, few training organisations and some uh, regional RPT kind of operations. Uh, not uncommon to see a Fokker 100 dropping in there lately. That's uh, always quite spectacular to see them come in. Two major runways surrounded by residentials these days and with that transport company owning it, uh, there's continuously a question of what happens if we carve up this chunk of airport land and give it over to warehousing. No, 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 no. That'll stop the business jets coming in. Oh, okay. But they're continuously dividing the land in the area. Uh, they set up shopping centers. They've set up car yards. Uh, they've set up a, a large, uh, as we call them over here, DFO, direct factory outlet environment where lots of uh, brands have their stores. So lots of encroachment on the air environment and it's a continuous ongoing battle. Very expensive. A lot of people in the area want to shut Essendon down. So you can see that if my jet can get away with basing their aircraft just a few hours up the road at Bendigo, uh, fly in as required to pick people up and make use of, of some of the other FBOs that are there. Uh, if a large chunk of their traf- traffic is primarily regional, then it makes sense to be out at Bendigo and closer to those people. Yeah, now this has uh, seen a bit of support here, this development from the state government. The uh, Minister for the Aviation Industry, Gordon Rich Phillips, said in a statement this week that it's a $5 million investment up there and uh, counts as the, uh, the most significant investment uh, in that region and particularly that airport for the last four years, so uh, very good, and uh, it's a great city, Bendigo. If uh, you're ever down this part of the world, folks, I can highly recommend it. In fact, rent one of my houses there. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, meanwhile, I've been out and flown a little bit in a hot air balloon near Bendigo. A lot of fun in the area. Very nice uh, regional rolling uh, green, that kind of thing. The uh, That $5 million investment you were talking about uh, was the upgrade to the runway at Bendigo as part of the regional aviation fund. 
Fantastic, Grant. Well, uh, speaking of uh, investment uh, in airports, we'll uh, flick over quickly to the other side of the country over in Western Australia. This article here in australianaviation.com.au says that uh, Qantas is investing more money in uh, Western Australia as competition mounts. So uh, interesting, Grant. Now, is that uh, domestic or international or both, I wonder? Uh, Primarily domestic. They're going up against Virgin, who are sinking a lot of money into Western Australia. Uh, Virgin have upgraded to use A330-200s on the transcontinental as we've reported a number of uh, times over the last couple of years. Uh, They've also invested in SkyWest, which is a major fly-in, fly-out operation, as well as regional uh, intrastate and interstate flyer in the area. And basically, Qantas are looking to combat that by increasing their offerings, ranging from a new Qantas club, more services, a larger aircraft, and new standard of business class meals and so on. What's really interesting is that Joyce has gone out and said that he uh, doesn't see the mining boom coming off, he sees things continuing to boom for WA, which has a number of us scratching our heads as uh, there's a lot of reports going out that the mining boom has actually peaked and is dipping at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see where all that goes. Yeah, you know, I think the mining industry, as you say, Grant, it's, it's coming down from its peak, but there's there's still a lot of resources uh, up around that uh, part of the world that uh, are going to need to be tapped, uh, I reckon, over the next couple of decades. And, uh, you know, even if uh, growth drops off a bit in China, I think there'll still be a lot of uh, fly-in, fly-out workers going in and out of that part of the world for uh, many, many years to come. So it only makes sense that all the airlines are investing. We've been talking a, a lot recently about uh, Virgin uh, expanding their network uh, into that region of the world. So, uh, you know, obviously Qantas is responding to that and uh, yeah, it's good that they are. It's good for aviation that, uh, you know, all these facilities are being upgraded to cope with that. And uh, I guess once the mining boom uh, does go away, well, you know, we're going to be left with all these wonderful facilities. It's a bit like the Olympics, Grant. You know, they, they come and they, they spend a fortune building all these fantastic sporting stadiums and after they're gone, well, you know, we, we have them all to use after afterwards, which is, you know, great if you like sport. Yeah, well, apparently so. I think Sydney's still paying the price for hosting the Olympics in uh, terms of no infrastructure development for a while. But, uh... <laughs> well, Grant, uh, everybody knows that uh, my favourite aircraft is the C-130 Hercules, and I love those big transport aircraft, Grant, but uh, I reckon uh, in years to come, I'm going to uh, have an, an equal love affair with the Airbus, the Grizzly, the A400M, and uh, if Airbus has its way, we might see a few of those flying around in this region of the world. Uh, they've got their sights set on the uh, Kiwi defence. That's right, mate. They're looking at uh, putting the A400M and the C295W, the new variant with the winglets, out to New Zealand as a combined package. Uh, The Kiwi C130Hs have just gone through a major refurb, but they can't last forever. Uh, The P3 Orions, they're getting near the end of their life, as you were seeing here in Australia. We're going to be replacing them with the P8 Poseidons. Now, the New Zealand defence budget is uh, relatively tiny compared to Australia, let alone the US. So it's highly unlikely that uh, the Kiwis are going to get the Poseidon and things like that. So Airbus is pitching the um, C295W, which uh, does come in a maritime version. So there's all sorts of possibilities going on here. But the biggest thing is, of course, if the Grizzly winds up flying in New Zealand, it's going to have to be called the Grizzly. The Grizzly. Yeah, the Grizzly, cuz. Well, we can get away with saying that, Grant, seeing as you were born in New Zealand. Yeah, but I've lost the accent, mate. And according to all my mates back in New Zealand, there is no way I can be a Kiwi anymore, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. The interesting thing, of course, is that the A400M is a considerably larger aircraft than the C-130. Now, the Royal New Zealand Air Force uh, has five, I believe, five C-130Hs in its fleet. Um, I wonder if they if they did decide to go with the A400M, would they buy five of them to replace those Hercs, or would they perhaps only need to buy three? Well, that's where the A400 
400 plus the C295, they're sort of bracketing the C130 because uh, we were looking at the C295 against the C27 as a replacement for the tactical transport, battlefield lifter, things like that, that the Caribou used to do. And so, yeah, the A400, smaller than the C17, bigger than the C130. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, the two work together, whether they go for like a smaller fleet of A400s and C295s or whether they decide they want to get the full five fleet so that they can uh, really lift a lot of things. There's a lot, a lot of work New Zealand does in the region out into the Pacific. You'd have to see if the A400M can work well off uh, some of the rough strips that the C130s go into. It could be interesting. I'll, I'll be watching this with uh, with uh, an open eye. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to have a grizzly down here or two. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, you know, the Kiwi Air Force, they, are, they quite often fly down to uh, the Antarctic bases as well. So uh, currently they do that. Um, I've seen pictures recently of them flying in their 757s down there. So if they can get a 757 down under some of those uh, blue ice uh, runways, then I'm sure they can get an A400M on there. Oh, yeah, the Yanks get the C-17s down there definitely. And they used to uh, send star lifters down. I'd see them occasionally at airports in New Zealand as they were transiting. But uh, it's it's more so much the uh, Pacific Islands that uh, a lot of the Kiwi aircraft go to. There's a, a need for a, a good tactical lift into battlefield conditions or, or remote airstrips that the C-130 provides. It's got good range, good performance, and good lift, a good balance. So we'll see how the A400M stats uh, go up against the C-130 in terms of uh, hot and high and dirty short runway operations. I tell you what, Grant, just as an aside, speaking of C-130s, I've been chatting backwards and forwards with David this week over a, an article he published on his blog about the South African Air Force uh, C-130s. Do you know they've got B models over there? BZs oh, they're called, wow. or BZs if you're American, I guess, but uh, they're very, very old airframes. Well, speaking of old, I wonder if we've uh, managed to talk our way out of Rob's uh, out-of-phase commentary. Well, I think what we ought to do is concentrate on getting everybody into phase. You know, Grant, it would be much easier if everybody at the Airplane Geeks just upped stumps and uh, moved out here to Australia and we could all record here every week in my studio. That would make life much easier for everybody. Oh, yeah, we could set up the Back of Beyond studio and do it out in the outback. Yeah, fantastic. You can do it out in my backyard if you like. Crikey, mate. That would be an interesting one. Got any crocodiles? Oh, dear. Okay. This is just going downhill really, really quickly so I think we'll end it off here until next week I'm Steve Vischer and from the future this is Grant McCarran and don't forget folks because we're out of phase in the future we can tell you what the winning numbers are hang on I'll get my pen just a minute 5 17 21 hang on what's that distortion in the space-time continuum my god it's full of stars